Hey everyone, welcome back to the Basic Bible Girl podcast. And today I want to discuss this ad that Focus on the Family had run that seemed to have generated a lot of outcry from Christians. And what it was, was a book uh, written by a woman that her husband had had an affair. And the book was all about their struggles and how they actually were able to reconcile after her husband's affair. And Focus on the Family was advertising this book. And um, they had an ad up on Facebook. And their caption above the book um, was something along the lines of, um, you know, this woman's story and how she acknowledged the part that she played in her husband's infidelity. And people just lost their minds over this ad. I mean, supposedly Christian people were just outraged about this statement, the implication that um, that this woman had had any part in her husband's affair really, really offended people. Um, and I read a lot of the comments, people just outraged, especially other women, um, likely women who had been cheated on and the such. Um, so much to the point that eventually Focus on the Family revised the ad, um, and they, they used some different verbiage there. So I found this really interesting, and it really got me thinking about how even amongst Christians, we're really quick to point the finger, especially in the context of relationships where there's been something like infidelity, or maybe there's just been a big fight, you know, a fallout, people break up, and we're really quick to take sides and put all of the blame on one party. Um, and I think sometimes this is especially true in the case of infidelity because uh, we seem to put that sin up on a higher level than other sins, even though uh, God sees all sin the same. But to us, this seems to be such a much more egregious offense. Um, but is it really true, and is it right of us to put all of the blame on one partner? And really, not even just romantic relationships. You can apply this principle to family relationships, um, where there's some sort of fallout because uh, one family member wronged another one. And, and people tend to take sides and say, well, this is all this person's fault. No, it's all the other person's fault. But is it really? And is this the Christian attitude? Is this the way we should be looking at things? So let's take a look at some scripture. And I'd like you to turn to Romans chapter 4. I'm sorry, not for Romans chapter 14. Um, and a little bit of context about what's going on here, because um, the verse that I'm going to read is often wildly taken out of context, especially in the more modern uh, progressive type churches of today. Um, but what's actually going on here in the passage is you have to remember that Christianity is very new at this point, And you know, the Jews are having a little bit of a hard time um, giving up the law, giving up um, ordinances, giving up um, some of the things the Pharisees had added to Jewish traditions. And one of the main things 
that's being discussed right here is um, whether or not they should be eating kosher, more or less. Um, and there, this was causing some dispute amongst the church because um, um, Jews were trying to call each other out saying, well, you're in sin uh, because you're eating this. So then in verse 13, um, and this is the verse that gets taken out of context a lot. But verse 13 says, Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. So this is what we really need to be examining. When there are fallouts, when there are disagreements, that should be a time of self-examination as to whether something you are doing is a stumbling block for the other party. Is something you're doing causing another person to sin? And this applies, like I said, to romantic relationships, to family relationships, um, within the church especially. But I don't think we're doing that a lot. Um, we're really good at pointing the finger because we don't like to feel bad about ourselves. And self-examination can be uncomfortable because people don't like to admit that there's something about themselves that they might need to change. Um, I don't know why this is. I suppose it's just sin nature and um, it's pride for sure. Um, but we don't want to admit that we might have actually done something wrong. And so um, I was not offended when I saw this Facebook ad. I thought that was really big of this woman um, to admit that maybe something she had done had contributed to her husband's affair. And not that um, it condoned it, not that it made it okay, or not that it... Um, made it any less his decision, but just the simple of acknowledgement of, you know, there's some things that I could have done differently myself. I don't think there's enough of that in relationships of today. I, the popular thought is, well, if you could be different, or if you would think this way, or do this, um, then everything would be so much better. And we never stop for five minutes to think, well, maybe there's some things about myself I could also change. Not to say that um, the other person doesn't also need to make some changes. But we always need to start with ourselves. And this principle carries across all facets of Christianity. Change in any circumstance requires us to start with ourselves. It requires us to start with examining sin in our own lives, to uh, examine our relationship with God. Are, are we in a place with God where we need to be? Um, I've talked about this before in one of my early, early videos, um, that all love flows from God, and that if we have our eyes fixed on Him, and that we're seeking His will, and we're always um, trying to live uprightly as we can, that we're actually able to love other people better. And um, we're able to make better choices in regards to our relationships and how we handle things. And now along those lines, um, something else that we can glean from this passage in Romans 14 is this argument 
um, over what to eat and what not to eat. And um, there was also some argument about um, man-made holy days and the such. Um, but these things were becoming a stumbling block for other Christians. And that's the point he was trying to make. He's like, you know, you guys are arguing over things that don't even matter. And, and you're actually causing other people to have difficulty in their Christian walk. And we're still seeing this today in legalistic type churches. And now I believe there's a place for legalism. Um, it can be good. We should always be practicing sound doctrine. But if you are carrying legalism to a point where it's a stumbling block for other Christians, there's a problem. There again is a time for some self-examination, maybe within the church as a whole. You know, are thing are we making things a sin that are not actually a sin? Um, and this can be especially dangerous within families. There are kids who are raised in a legalistic type household that once they get grown, um, they're bitter against the faith and they just leave the church. Or you can have on the opposite end of that spectrum, you can have kids who are raised legalistic and when they get grown, they don't know how to extend love to people because they're so busy judging them, as is um, what was going on here in Romans chapter 14. What's interesting, a little bit earlier in this book, in the latter part of chapter 13 of Romans, um, we actually kind of address this. In chapter uh, 13 and verse 8, it says, O no man anything, but love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfilling the law. He's like, guys, the most important commandment is that we love one another. And really, this is the heart of what Christianity should be. This is what um, Jesus was constantly preaching within his ministry, is that you love God first and then you love your neighbor, uh, you love your brothers and sisters in Christ, and you love those around you. And everything else flows outward from that. Because if we're loving God and trying to be the kind of Christians we should be, and loving others and putting ourselves second, then there would be a lot less strife. There would be a lot less of falling out within our churches and our families and in our relationships. You know, part of our walk as Christians should be constant self-examination um, of our doctrines and the things we believe and um, examination of ourselves. Are we living the way we should live? Are we thinking the way we should think? Um, are we reacting properly to situations? Um, there should be this constant of um, casting away things that are hindrances and putting on things that are helpful to our ministry and to our walk with God. Next time you have strife with another person, 
Take some time to examine yourself first before you begin to point the finger and before you begin to cast blame. As Jesus said, take the beam out of your own eye first. Thanks for listening.